Hello. Turn up the bass. Fred Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. It started as something small, an uprising on Twitter, and it's turned into a force for good. The Thread Raiders are a group of gamers and creators that have joined forces to spread positive attitudes around every social media outlet that we can. And Miss C.A. Hi. Along with Mr. Griswick. Hello. And me, David Steele. Right in the beginning, this is our first show. So I want, before we even get started, I mentioned Thread Raiders, and that's the name of our podcast. CA, tell us what is Thread Raiders from your description. I'd love to, Dave. Thread Raiders is an amazing group of people who really want to make a difference in the world, not only with gaming, but in all types, all aspects. Um, we came together actually on Twitter and. It started where we just started talking on a thread and one thing led to another and people started posting pictures and getting to know each other and now we're pretty much a family and we have all of the social media now. We talk through Discord and Twitch. Uh, we have a blog now. So a lot of amazing things have come out of this and we are really hoping that eventually maybe we could become a nonprofit someday. Wow, excellent. Excellent, excellent. Start with goals and see what happens. It is amazing because uh, how long do you think it's been? We're going on an anniversary coming up soon, right? That's true, yeah. This started July 28th. Oh, my gosh. So one year anniversary? Almost, yeah. Isn't that incredible? And we oh, have amazing. so many Thread Raiders. Only four Some months to go. I don't go. even know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone can be a Thread Raider uh, if you believe in spreading positivity and making a difference and, you know, just really wanting the world to be a better place, then you could be a thread reader too. Yeah, and basically just you know jumping on any of these social medias, right? So we can contact with each other and uh, do things together as a force. Yeah, and we're also yeah. the website is going to be up soon. Uh, we're hoping in about like another week or so, and you can also be linked to all of our other social media sites. We're also on Tumblr as well and Instagram, things like that. So it, it'll be really exciting. I can't wait. Also, awesome. Awesome. if you want to get to yeah. the bottom of like which is the best kind of pizza, I mean, like overall for the average person, then Thread Raiders is the place to be. Um, clearly, oh, yeah. it's Hawaiian. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, Thread Raiders definitely has their own foodie. <laughs> food. There is a huge on a debate. in the bacon. Uh, I like sausage. Okay, all right. So I'm not a ham fan, but I do love sausage. So sausage and pineapple is really like my world right there. And what wow. about the pickles? And the pickles. And the pickles. <laughs> Pizza is very important to us. It'll be in the logo. And, and there's other things that are important too, but pizza. Uh, tacos. Um, we're really hoping that Taco Bell hears this out. Hey, Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, Taco Bell. Oh, uh, just yes. letting you know, uh, we're here and we support you and all your taco love. Yes. The first national sponsor, <laughs> Taco Bell. Whether it's crispy or in a wrap, we uh, love both ways. <laughs> Excellent. Chalupas all the way, baby. Mm -hmm. We support your lifestyle no matter what it is. <laughs> and now for our segment. Obsession by Thread Raiders. Should CA do that? Is it is it icky when I do it? Obsession. 
for Thread Raiders. Is that better? I, li- I like them both. I like it a lot. Sounds good to me. I like hers better. Get on down and party. <laughs> okay. Winner. All right, I'll go first. So my obsession is something that actually bugs me, and so I'm obsessed with it. It's more like a negative thing, I guess. But it's grammar. So I, I do not pretend to be perfect, but there's certain things. <laughs> I know raising my kids, I, uh, I'm a little older than the two of you, I guess, but my I have five kids, and raising them, I remember it was, I was a sticker. They call me the grammar Nazi. Certain things when they use words wrong or certain words that they would use that just aren't in, weren't in the English language just bugged me like crazy. The one that gets me now that's my obsession is, which has actually become, I think it's in, I looked it up, it was actually in a dictionary now, but it never used to be. Anyways, with the S on the end. So the word anyway, so anyway, anyway could be used in normal speech. But somewhere along the line, anyway, along the way, want. somebody started saying anyways, like it's more than one thing. And every time I hear it, it's just like, no, oh, no. <laughs> stop. And everybody is using it now. It's it's yeah. become normal. Like any like there's certain slang that have become part of our English or I should say American language. And anyways is one of them. So and does use bother you also? Oh, use is forget about it. I don't even <laughs> it, use is most people know they're being stupid when they say that. How do you feel about that, how do you feel about irregardless? That I don't even know how to say right myself, so I'll I'll let that slide. It, it would be regardless. There's no ear. There's no ear regardless. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I ever used that, so I yeah I wouldn't know. How do you feel about onomatopoeia? I like that. There. Yeah. Good. I, like I'm, I feel like we're kindred spirits in it. Now, do you guys use anyways? Do you have an S on the end? I'm afraid to answer that. <laughs> oh, uh, take that as a yes. I only had the anyway the one time, and now I just get it with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever I, say, and grammar. so anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why is there more than one anyway? Why is there plural? <laughs> That's same thing with you, like use. I keep telling, like my, my sister uh, says it sometimes, she'll say the use. I'm like, you is everybody. Didn't you learn that in elementary school? It's plural. There's some words are plural. Some, ugh, it's not that hard. The worst thing is that when you're told, you know, and you try to fix it, like I would have been told something that I've messed up. I'd make mistakes. and But when I'm told, I, I'll look into it and be like, oh, you know what? I need to really try to fix that. I need to, I don't want to sound like an idiot. You know, I want to try to do it correctly. And it's something you work at. But most people just don't care. All right. Eh, right. So let me ask you this. Please. Are you familiar with the series comma? Also known also known as the Chicago comma. No. I am not. All right. So imagine you have imagine you have a list, okay? (laughs) Apples, bananas, and grapes. How many commas are in that sentence? Apples and bananas. Yeah, the way I learned it in school was apples, comma, bananas, and grapes. There's no comma with and. But I think that's changed recently. I think my kids learned it a little different. Right. And the reason for that is because what if the bananas and grapes come together? The comma in between specifically explains that bananas and grapes are two different things. And right. one of the ways where this can manifest itself with really tragic results is in law. If you forget the series comma when you're writing a law, it can actually change the meaning of the law. And they have to go back and add the commas later with a new law. Yeah, that makes sense. And in, like you just said there, though, it's in context. You know, like if you're writing something with the grapes and bananas, 
if it's them separate, it should be separate. If not, then they're together. Exactly. I feel like the series comma is a must. Yeah. Agreed. So do you not like like words that can be mixed up like effect and effect? Yeah, I mean, I won't I won't harp too much on that because some people just might not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fine, but it seems like the the anyways is just laziness. It just becomes a, that slang thing that people they know and they just uh, just did let it happen. Like use, you know, like <laughs> you're saying, like use, saying use, that's laziness. You know, you is plural, but having the wrong if somebody's typing and they write effect instead of effect. So you must hate Raffi then. Have you ever heard of Raffi? Back in the day, used to sing no. those songs. <laughs> no. Oh, it would drive you crazy. <laughs> those songs are like, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. And then he changes it like each time. It's like horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to play it for you next time. <laughs> I mean, but that, that would be funny. I don't, it's like, I don't, I don't have a, not a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's funny if it's, if they're making a joke about it, that's fine. You know, I don't mind even some old school rap I used to listen to in the 80s. You know, if they use bad language, so mm-hmm. that's not a big deal because they're, I don't know why. It's a different, it's an art form in a sense. Yeah. But when it becomes, you don't know the difference growing up or you're listening to that stuff and you think it's real. Mm-hmm. Like kids growing up think that, you know, like the, the gangster rap is like how they want to emulate themselves. You're an idiot. If that's how you want to portray yourself and you want to learn how to be a human by the things you listen to and watch on TV then you have some issues. You need to, you know, check yourself and, and find out what the, the real deal is. No. Are you familiar with Victor Borga? I am not. <laughs> Why? There was a gentleman by the name of Victor Borga who in the 1970s was a, pi- a piano phenom, okay? And yeah. he would play the piano on stage, but he would do so in a very comical way, okay? Mm-hmm. And he had yeah. a bunch of different skits, one of which was the phonetic pronunci- punctuation, phonetic punctuation. And the idea there was that he would read a passage from a book and wherever there was a, uh, a grammatical you know, a p- piece of punctuation, he would actually uh, enunciate it. He would say it on stage. So in other words, um, he had for an exclamation point, he made the noise and that was his exclamation point. So he would begin reading. It would be like, Henry. And then he would move on, you know, like just continue reading. And every time there was a, you know, like a comma, he would go. Like that, and if there was a quote, it would yeah. go like mm-hmm. that. I've actually heard him. I think I saw him on Sesame Street. He's yes, so funny. Mm-hmm. Victor yeah, Borga yeah, yeah. was awesome, and he's got a bunch of stuff out on YouTube nowadays. And yeah. I used to and be. You a can big actually fan. buy the video of his performances as well. And that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah that, that wouldn't yeah. bother me at all. Yeah, it's just certain things that become normal, and you know, like my kids growing up, they would, you know, they say a certain thing that they find from school, that other people talking about, and, and I'd tell them, no, this is how you say it. Or even them growing up, not knowing. Like the schools don't do a very good job. And if the parents don't really kind of step up, and I think that's where I think our society has failed really a lot, parents don't step up and make sure their kids are, are, are towing the line or, or doing the things. They, they just throw their kids in school and expect them to raise their children for them. And that's a shame. So, you know, when the kids come home and they're acting a certain way or talking a certain way, we have to make sure that. And it, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean that I'm correct in everything, but to the best of my ability, I want my kids to to know right from wrong, and that's in how to speak as well. And I know, like some words, also a lot of people don't like. And I know in Philadelphia, we come up with all kinds of slang <laughs> and mispronunciations, like we yeah. say water, like bay. A lot of people hate that. <laughs> hey, bay, bay as in what? Like like your boo. You're my yeah. boo and I'm boo, your bae. Bae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use boo <laughs> to describe bay. 
And that's one of those urban Maybe. things, slang. And that's not even as bad to me because that's not proper English. You know, that's just straight up slang. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's like a that's like a generational thing. I have mine. You know, that that's not a big deal. But what when we use the proper English language, that we start to change, mm-hmm. and it becomes like we actually get changes in the dictionary. That's like no, you're ruining it. <laughs> Boo is short for boopy. I don't understand what bay is. Bay is just people being. It's like bay, lazy, bay. super bay, lazy. Bay. Hey, bay. You've been playing too much of that game. <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. 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 That's funny. Did you guys have one? Oh, do I have one? Yes. Just one. We don't have time for three. I have. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> That's why this is a series of podcasts. Fine, we'll get to all of your out. bugaboos. All right. All right. Uh, so my obsession is I'm a completist. Ooh. It's so bad. Uh, there are some people I just can't play games with because it's so bad. And one of the games is Fallout 4. I love to collect everything in that game. Bobbleheads, everything. <laughs> Mounds of trash. Even if I can't carry it or like teleport with it, I will walk back with all of the oh things. Oh my God, it's that's that hours of work. Bad. Holy smokes. It is. I have spent um, 115 hours on Fallout 4 <laughs> just carrying bags <laughs> of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so I try not to play games uh, on Twitch that deal with completing or collecting things of any kind. Like Dishonored is a no-go. And if I get to the very end of Dishonored at the very end of the level, they tell you like, oh, you completed 80% and you got like an A or a B or C. If it's anything lower than an A, I got to complete the level over again. Oh, my God. It's that bad. So I have yet to beat Dishonored because (laughs) I'm at a level where I can't get an A in it and it drives me nuts. And I just can't play it with people. (laughs) Now, does that carry over to the real life? Like, is there an OCD thing going on? No, it's literally just in video games. I love collecting things, finding treasure chests. There's this one game that I will remember always, and it upsets me. It's a SpongeBob game. And you have to find Patrick's socks, and there's a hundred of them, and I've been stuck at 99 and I hate it and I can't find it and I've even tried doing walkthroughs and I've yet to find this sock it'll haunt me for the rest of time didn't you ever learn that there's always a sock monster in every house (laughs) apparently it's true I believe it it's even even in my video video games games. (laughs) I love in Fallout 4 I love the lunch boxes I love the noise that they make when you open a lunch box it's like (laughs) 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 there's something soothing about it they're so cleverly hidden. I love them. Although yeah. Bethesda does have some glitches in there. <laughs> right. So when you, if you, have you ever seen like a speed run on YouTube where somebody I will have. go through a video game as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on doing that. How does that? Oh, you're going to play it? Yeah. Does that conflict with your OCD? It would. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to use those types of games to do that. <laughs> no. If I did like a, a speed run, it would have to be something maybe like Crash Bandicoot or Mario Brothers, ah, something like okay. that. Yeah. All right. So you're speedrunning Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers game. Do you have to hop on every turtle? No. Do you have to collect every coin? No. Ooh. You're better off than I thought you would be. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, if I beat a game and I, like, collected everything, like Kingdom Hearts, I've collected all the Dalmatians, I don't have to do that every time I play the game now. It's just the first initial obsession of completing it the first time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But there's right. a stream out there of me playing Neverwinter and me just looking for chests 
all over the place and i drive dak nuts which is a shame <laughs> yeah because <laughs> so, he's out there killing things and i'm busy like in a bush somewhere trying to get a coin so <laughs> we're gonna call dave's obsession with grammar a stage two thread writer obsession <laughs> and we're gonna call your obsession with finding every little thing in a video game a stage one obsession that's a little little further down but still oh, okay. interesting okay ah, i didn't realize we had levels i'll shoot for higher next time <laughs> i have Stay a half tuned. level obsession I was taking a quiz, and I needed to know what Hagrid's first name was in the <laughs> Harry Potter series. I could yes. not I could not remember it Rubius. for the life of me. So, thank you. Where were you three days and 12 hours ago? You're killing me. Oh, I know me. from Harry Potter. Oh, man. Harry Potter. Yes. So, I decided to look it up. And then, while I was looking it up, I found a Pinterest page that had stamps... Um, so, you know, when you, like, old-timey notes, they had, like, wax on them, and you would use a it's wax Rubius seal. Hagrid, to, by yeah, the way. To heal, right. So, I found that there was a Gryffindor wax seal available in the world, and so I decided to look up how much that would be. And then that led to an entire other obsession with old-timey Pinterest <laughs> wax seals and typography. Like, letters that, you know, like, use a calligraphy pen to make look really nice, and then you seal them up with wax and it is amazing what people do to make the wax seals look like super amazing like they take glitter and they put it on their finger and then they mush it into the wax to give it like this glittery appearance and then there's this other guy he takes feathers from like eagles and stuff and he like puts them into the wax like he puts the wax over top of the eagle I'm feather feeling wow. like at a half level we're at like one now <laughs> <laughs> keep going it gets better as we go yes <laughs> And so there are people who like tie the note with thread and then they wax over the thread and then they glitter the top and I just couldn't get enough. I could not get enough. That was my obsession for the week. Wow. For the week. And that's and not anything and you purchase. You just were looking at those pictures. Yeah. It's fascinating. I'm not I mean, saying I didn't order a stamp. I'm just saying that <laughs> I now I know like who Hagrid's first that name come is. come to your door the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> I got to tell you too, because we're speaking of Harry Potter. My uh, my whole family, all my kids, we loved it. We went to every movie when it came out, and I, matter of fact, I read the books to them even before the movies came out. It was it was one of my things that I loved doing, and I do the voices. Of course, I wasn't that great at it, but it was like Harry, come here, you know. I just made stupid little <laughs> English voices. Sure, Ronald, and it it got me kind of started like enjoying doing voiceover stuff, doing character voices while reading the books to my kids, but that's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> what I wanted to say was talking about kind of what you were saying, how people create things. So for one of my, for my middle daughters, who's the most obsessed with Harry Potter, we got her something for her birthday. We went to um, Etsy, right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yep. The website. Amazing how these people, they, so we had somebody wrote this calligraphy letter, like that she was accepted to Hogwarts and they put it in this envelope and That's it had so the wax cool. seal. It was amazing. I would love yeah, that. It reminded me of that. It is. Yeah. They have some really good do-it-yourself stuff. Uh, crafting projects and things like that that's out there it's amazing what they've got yeah even in disney world or disneyland disney world right they have a harry potter um section it's incredible what they do and you can buy your wand there and people dress up and you can buy your wand there yeah you can buy yeah i bought a wand can you get butterbeer you can buy yes you can get butterbeer there oh that's dangerous birdie bots (laughs) ever flavored beans you know you can get stuff like that it was amazing Excellent. Yeah, they also have a train now, I believe. I haven't been on it. I went before they had created that. And you can sit on the train and like all of the windows are actually, I guess, screens. So it makes it look like you're on your way to Hogwarts. I think that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sorry. I have an irrational fear of uh, fractional platforms. I can't do that. Of what? <laughs> oh, 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 I got it. <laughs> what is it? Nine and three quarters? Right? That's a double joke. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Three days from now, you're going to think about it the word irrational. You're going to be like, oh, it's math. <laughs> uh, irrational. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I explained the first joke, pressure. but all the others, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so this first episode is a given. Yeah. Yes. The rest are on your own. We are controlling transmission. So we're also going to have a segment for interviews as well, which won't be in this one um, because this is our first episode. But we decided we want to have interviews of our core members of the Thread Raiders. And those of you that join Thread Raiders in the future um, know that you also be part of that group as well. We'll yeah. be able to interview you on the show to find out what you're into and what's going on. Yeah, and if you're um, interested, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, for anybody that wants to be involved, for an interview, you don't even have to be a Thread Raider. If you have something you'd like to chat about, we'd love to talk to you. We're, we're all Twitter addicts here. Yeah. And we'd love to talk about, you know, anything that you've created, your RPGs. We like spreading the word about all of your creations. And that, that's actually, that's funny because that's how I first met you. You just, uh, I don't forget exactly what it was, how we got into the same thread talking. Because of my second obsession, which is Empire Steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so some some right way, Which yeah, we didn't cross it out now, huh? Our D and D thing, and and uh, <laughs> you were kind enough to share some of our stuff, and that's how we got to know you. The uh, interview stuff, you mind going on about that a little bit, CA? Tell us. Uh, and in, matter of fact, why don't you also name some of the core people that we we're gonna have on here for interviews? So one of the core people we're gonna have on here is Daquin game army he does a lot of streaming on the twitch channel and he does he loves to play dark souls uh, he will be on here at some point we have death by mage he is one of the writers for encounter roleplay uh, so i'm really excited to hear about um he has a new uh book out i believe right dave yeah and he's got so much he's working on i remember yeah. I, I was chatting to him the other night and it's incredible. I don't know how he can exist from day to day. <laughs> I don't know either. No, he's like the Da Vinci of the RPG world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Twitch stream, by the way, is looking real good. Yeah. Yeah, yes. we've had a lot of good good content on there. So. Mm-hmm. And Joy, who is Dire Foxycorn, uh, she will. She's also uh, an amazing artist for Thread Raiders. She's working on the logo currently. I can't wait to put it up and everybody yes. can see it. Uh, she'll be visiting with us. She also does uh, Threads of Fate. She is Simone. She's an absolute joy to watch when she's performing. We have. Uh, let me see. For those who uh, aren't familiar, what's Threads of Fate? Yeah, the, the it's one of the uh, Twitch. Um, RPG games that uh, Soul does, right? Well, He's the it's DM for that. Yeah, um, it's Thread Raiders. Um, it's their D and D game, but it's held on Soul Bear. Um, they were nice enough to, you know, use it as part of their production. Um, Soul is the DM uh, for that, so he is also part of Soul Bear. That's part of his company. And and then also um, we have um, Maddie's on there on Thread Raiders. And Thyme, is that how you say his name? Thyme. Mm-hmm. Thyme, Thyme. Well, that's as what I call him anyway. <laughs> as in the herb, right? Now, yep. the last show I listened to, I'm sad to say, but was the one when Maddie was killed. So I don't even know. I is, know, is he it was heartbreaking. Back or something? Oh. I mean, no, I believe he created a whole new character now. Okay. 
Yeah. And Time does a lot of uh, video gaming. He'll be uh, also interviewed uh, here on the podcast, so I'm really excited about that. He just did a Bioshock RPG for us that we streamed yesterday for our first official Thread Raiders <laughs> Twitch. Yeah, I can believe it. We had a great time. Uh, he It was his first time DMing, actually, no uh, live. Way. Yeah, and he did oh, wow. an incredible job. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we'll and have Maddie. About- Maddie as well, right? Isn't yeah. he working on some solo projects? He's doing some DMing as well? He is, yeah. He's going to be doing uh, Vampire Masquerade, I believe is awesome. what it's called. Yeah, he's going to be doing uh, one-shots for us. We have it on Twitch where every other Tuesday we're going to be doing a one-shot of a random RPG. He's going to be doing that for the Vampire Masquerade. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And Tim, um, although he doesn't do a lot of streaming yet because he's got bad Wi-Fi and he lives in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's a part of the community as well. He's been working on our blog post, and we're hoping to get him on here as well, which would be pretty cool. Uh, Virus, uh, he does a lot of stuff. He does roundtable on his uh, on his streaming channel, uh, Walk Virus Gaming. He is a voice actor, and he also has an obsession himself with Willy Wonka. Oh, yes. that's a good obsession. <laughs> I just had character art uh, drawn up of him as Willy Wonka. <laughs> that is priceless. It's absolutely priceless. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so they are some of the core people that we have here. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody that I can think Probably. of. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll... There's so many thread readers now. <laughs> true. Yeah, oh, I TK. Know. TK was the other one. Oh, my God. How, How could we forget TK? TK? Oh, my gosh. He's like my best friend in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's currently working on a monster manual for Thread Raiders, which is pretty is amazing. Right? Yes. And he's also working on a cookbook <laughs> for Shut us. Up. Yes. How to cook your <laughs> monster. And the uh, the Discord, he, he pretty much uh, oversees that as well. He does. And the Reddit page. Um, I, I Reddit scares me. It's the most yeah, disorganized thing I've too. ever seen. It makes me anxious going there. Yes. So he handles that for me, so I don't have to go there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And he also does a shadow run on every other Tuesday Correct. RPG uh, that I do with him as well. I'm involved in that. And who is that? That's Soul, um, myself, Thyme. And Elf. And Elf, the Elf. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fun. Yeah, and it's great. Even in chat, it's like super active. I really love being there. I don't oh, I love it. that. Mm-hmm. I love the active chat. Yeah. It really makes a difference. It's promo time. Hey, Chaos. Yes, Griswick? Have you ever rolled a d20 die during a life or death dexterity check against an undead dragon only to have the die split in twain? What? I'm sorry, that's not the next line in this advertisement, and I refuse to respond to it. Just kidding. Of course I've lost dice that way. I think we all have. Of course we all have. It's a tale as old as time. Well, our headline sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot, providers of some of the finest dice that will ever touch your finger pads. Really? Tell me more. Thank you. I will. They also sell other tabletop gaming accessories, like cups and dice bags, for those who want to truly brag about their gaming prowess. I own some, if not all, of their dice. Of course you do. A woman with your reputation wouldn't be seen with anything else. Someday, perhaps you'll win a bet and someone will own you some of their tote bags. That sounds like a life plan I can live with, Griswicks. And a good one at that. Listeners, head on over to Tabletop Loot 
Dot.com and gaze upon their fantastic wares. Also, if your DM or beloved family member is having a birthday, they have gift certificates that you can buy so the people you love can choose their own die. So you don't have to worry about picking that wrong gift. Exactly. Go to tabletotloot.com right now to plus one all of your saving throws. Tabletot loot, loot for everything. Now let's get on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Well, let's let's talk about games. So um, I hear, since we started doing this, that you're playing a game a week, Mr. Grizz. That's correct. Well, I I try to play a game a week. Uh, sometimes uh, it goes up to two or three. Occasionally, I'll go for the full seven. You know, one a day. It's part of my. A gaming addiction. Now, let me stop you right there. <clears throat> Tell me, how did that start? Like, I remember when I gamed when I was younger. Uh, I remember the Atari when it first came sure, out. Right. I, was, I never played it that much. But, uh, we, you know, we, when I was younger, we used to go out a lot. And nowadays, it doesn't happen as often. But I constantly went out. And I loved playing in the woods, um, making up fantasy stories, becoming different people, riding my bike up to the park. And I'd be out constantly. But when you came in and you were stuck in the house... It was awesome to jump on the Atari, play uh, Asteroids and whatever else that was coming out. And then forget about it when Nintendo, um, they were the big thing that changed it all. When the Yeah, right. Uh, Nintendo came out with their, their gaming console. Uh, things just blew up from there. Uh, so how did this happen for you? What, what made it where you're now playing at least one a day? What's, what's the deal? Well, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't know that there were woods until the age of nine. Um, <laughs> okay. I grew up, instead of the ABCs, I had the Atari 2600. Uh, I played Missile Command uh, ad nauseum. Um, they also had Video Pinball. I mean, I could go down the entire roster of games that we played. We had, you know, dozens in my house. Um, after that, my friend, we moved uh, out of Philadelphia to one of the Burbs. And one of my friends around the corner uh, owned a, oh man, Intellivision. And so I would go over to his house in between playing over at my house. And we would play, you know, uh, baseball and all the games on Intellivision over there. And then I got my hands on a Commodore 64 and I found out that if you go to the library, they actually have books with code in them that you could make your own games. So I began making my own games on the Commodore 64. The problem is they didn't have hard drives, so you had to leave them plugged in. So sometimes you'd be in the middle of the game and your mother would unplug the Commodore 64 because she wanted to vacuum and then you would lose <laughs> your place and you had to reprogram it again. No. It, it was very difficult, very difficult time in my life. Uh, eventually they came out with hard drives, but that was years later. And let me tell you, it was revolutionary when it happened. Um, after that was the Nintendo, after that was the Sega, after that was the NES, uh, or I'm sorry, the Super Nintendo, um, and then I got a PC. Well, that's just it. So, w when you were younger, was it a daily thing that you always played new games? Or was it just gaming in general? Well, I wouldn't say I had a new game all the time when I was a kid, yep. but yeah, I would say at least so now once every other day. So now, let's fast forward to where we're at now, where... Um, you're playing about a new game at, uh, at least every week. Yeah, um, definitely. How, when did you, how far can you track that back where you're like, you know what, it's every week I'm playing a new game? I have had my Steam account for eight years. Um, yeah. And I would say in that time, when I first got Steam, it was specifically for a YouTube channel where I reviewed video games and I played okay. one a week during that time. So I would have to say with maybe a few breaks in there for like a month or two, um, I have played... At least one game per week for eight years. So is it safe to say uh, the weekly thing 
was part of that working for something, uh, doing a review that kind of forced you into that? Well, that pattern? I, I'd say it was more an excuse. Uh, you know, okay. I have this gaming addiction and can I make some money with it? Well, let's start a YouTube channel. Heck yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Awesome. Um, so every week now, um, and now are you still doing the reviews? Uh, not on the YouTube channel, but I am uh, fairly, uh, yes, I do reviews in other, in other places. Awesome. And now here on the Thread Raiders podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about your latest game. I played a game this week called Crest, uh, which is a game where you are God. And <laughs> you, uh, you get three islands... Uh, an archipelago in the middle of the ocean, right? And uh, on the first island, there is a tribe of people, and they just wander about doing their thing. And your job is to guide them along by giving them commandments. This gets a little tricky, so let me just explain what I think they were going for with the game, and then I'll tell you what actually happened with the game. I think that what they were trying to go for was, you know, your people were a little misguided and you would kind of push them off in the right direction and meld them into, you know, the, the perfect little uh, civilization that, you know, would grow and thrive and enjoy life being your minions. Uh, what we actually got was a little bit different. What we got was a force feeding of humans to hippopotami, <laughs> hippopotamodes. It was incredible, okay? I can't tell you the number of people who I lost this week to a hippopotamus. And what was even worse was that the word hippopotamus means river horse. River horse. They belong in the rivers. Yeah. Why are the hippopotamuses in the desert? They don't belong in the desert. That's wrong. Every island is multiple. It has multiple biomes. There's a piece of desert. There's a piece of savanna. There's a piece of jungle. The hippos were constantly chasing the ostriches into the desert. It made no sense. And I'm God. I should be able to tell the hippos not to go and chase the people. I like it. Do you guys know um, Pocket God? I don't. I don't. It was a mobile uh, app, and it, I was addicted to that. And it's Pocket God. It's basically what you said, but it's... it's um, a lot smaller, um, you know, smaller in, what's the word I'm looking for? Scope. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Smaller in scope uh, being on the, it was on the iPhone uh, when I played it. Pocket God. So cool though, the little guys are like little pygmy dudes. They're running around like, eh, 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 and they didn't really talk. <laughs> but you'd have to give them things to do and they'd be pointing at stuff like, ah, and they'd end up like, they'd fall off a cliff and they would die and you could actually spawn new people and you would do things and the game as they upgraded it, it got crazier and crazier. So it's a lot of fun. I feel like the closest to goddess status I've ever gotten was with Civilization. I thought that was a yeah. really great game. That's what I was thinking of when he was mm -hmm. first explaining the game. Yeah, that was incredible. I spent hours on that game. Well, I played a game one time called From Dust, and it was yeah, you had these little people, they and were they were cute. doing their thing, <laughs> but it was um, very scenario-based. This mm -hmm. was a promise of that plus an open world, and I thought, oh, man, that's really neat. And sadly, it just didn't, you know, it, it didn't kind of meet that Mendoza line. Crest, I'm not saying it was a bad game. And actually, I would suggest if people were looking for a very unusual and interesting interface, if you were looking to, you know, like get some ideas if you were making your own game or something like that, I would at least watch the videos for Crest or maybe pick it up for that. But I feel like this is a game that just was heading for a goal and they just kind of fell a little bit short. The other thing about it is that because all the trees are animated, all the hippopotamodes are, are animated, <laughs> all of the humans are animated, it can grind your system to a halt if you start getting like 50 people and 1,000 hippopotamodes and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a thing. Is it safe to say that you're not keeping that on your account? You're going to move on? 
well, whenever deleted. you add something to Steam, Shunned. it's always in your account. But yeah, <laughs> I've finished playing that. No, it's, we're done with that now. Uh, is it? Was it? Did you finish the whole game, or was it just the test that you did? No, I got through about five hours of the game. I I played two. I played it through for about two hours, and then restarted to go again. Um, because so many people, I can't tell you how many bones next to the hippopotamus. Uh, it was incredible. He was like some sort of serial killer. And as God, I should have the opportunity to dictate to the hippopotamus. <laughs> I can see this is going to come up at the end of the segment as well. <laughs> did, did you have no power over them? I'm not trying to be cruel. Yeah, they were completely independent of God. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yes, sir? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's, What's in the, the box? box? What's in the box? So now is the time for our segment, What's in the Box, where uh, basically I'm going to read a scenario that you would find inside of a standard D&D game. And uh, my co-hosts will attempt to answer the question uh, that I pose to them. So here we go. When you move the skull, you are startled by the sudden appearance of an apparition. The ghost of Clevemore Pickett stands before you and silently points at a nook in the far wall. You peel back the decades of moss to reveal a damp and rotting wooden box about the dimensions of a human forearm. My question for you is this. What's in the box? (laughs) So who gets to answer it this time? I'll go. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I know what's in the box. Well, I know it's in my box. What's in your box? <laughs> no, you have to tell me what's in your box, and I'll tell you if you're right. I'll show you my box if you show me your box. Oh, hey now, <laughs> hey now. So this is that podcast. I would have cursed by now if I knew about that. <laughs> I cursed like three segments ago. What's in the box? Is it a lore book? Is it a weapon? Is it armor? Is it jewelry? Do you get to guess what's in my box? Currency. <laughs> you want me to guess what's in your box? <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, Dave, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Are we talking about what's in your box? What's or in my I, box? Or my box? <laughs> it's Clevemore Pickett's box. I, already I know thought what's I was in clear your on box. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to go, and CA may remember this, but I'm going to go with. Oh, I it remember. Is... <laughs> it, it, I'm losing my train of thought. It's, it's a small. Um, That's not true gemstone and Ooh. once once a day you can make it into a necklace or whatever so it's a gemstone and once a day you can I think you can you can just you, you squeeze it in your hand I'm sure. and just think about it but <laughs> what it does is it'll open up the wolf dimension oh um, the wolf dimension one a day use <laughs> I remember you this can go into it and uh, so it opens a portal like That's in front correct. of you or whatever? Many a good times in the wolf dimension. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. How does the guy who's holding the gemstone get through the portal? Like, I'm assuming everybody else can just go through the portal, but do you, does he have to, like, hold it outside of the portal and then let the gemstone be, like, the last thing through? Or is it, like, nope. a sliders kind of thing where the portal opens up and they all get sucked yeah. in? Yeah. No, Ooh. once he once mm-hmm. he decides to open it, he can release it as well. It'll open, it'll stay open as long as he wants for that day. Gotcha. Um, and then he could he could end it at any time if he wants as well. Or until a long rest. Can do. He can't. They can't interact uh, in the real world while they're in there. What color is the gemstone? Purple. 
What kind of cut? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Clarity scale, one to ten. It's long, so it would look more like a. That is an acceptable answer. One of those new age. Ca, what's in your things. box? Oh, what's in my box? It is a tiny gem the size of a pumpkin Cheater. seed. Size of a pumpkin seed? Yeah, it's the size of a pumpkin seed. All right. So it like a gemlet. A... I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes a faint. <laughs> it makes a faint sound like a cricket. Now you can talk. Just of oh, its own accord, or do you have to aggravate it? No, it just makes a cricket sound all the time. Crickets make cricket sounds to mate. Is it trying to mate with something? No. When you say small, how small are we talking? Like, would you miss it if it was in the bottom of a box that's the length of a forearm? <laughs> a pumpkin seed is really small. That's, like, that's true. That's like how did like you notice it in a box that's the length of a human forearm? Do you want to know what it does? I thought it made cricket noises. No, that's not all that it does. <laughs> oh, there's more? We there's done. more in oh, the box. Oh, that's exciting. Go for okay. it. What, what else does it do? When you touch the pumpkin seed, it causes a butterfly effect within the game. Mwahaha. <laughs> this is more for the DM. So actually, when, I, um, <laughs> when I'm running a campaign, sometimes the DM likes funny things to happen. To, you know. Uh, so this is more for something like for me. The DM gets bored. I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this way, if they touch it, then you can change something in the game. I like making it where the players can alter the game and make things like something crazy happen within it based upon what they do. What color so, is your gemstone? <laughs> first of all, it's green. Like a cricket. Like a cricket. Easy to remember. You're welcome. How does the sound emanate from the gemstone? Does it have like little holes it's, it's like where it can come out? No, it's like a vibration. Just vibrates the air? Yeah. That is an acceptable answer. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the box? That went well. And you can feel free to use that. Yes, these campaign. are all yes, uh, these public are for domain you. thoughts. Yes. Please steal our ideas. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. they are usable ideas. Go for it. Including that includes a Clevemore picket, the skull, and the the rotting wooden box. Maybe we should make a book of all of our what's in the boxes, and then people can buy the book later and be like, "Hey, oh my gosh, yes, a what's in the box book." <laughs> I would like to mention that if you decide to build what's your own wooden your box? box and then rot it out, uh, there is a chance that you could develop a mold situation. So be yeah, careful. It's yes. not advised. Some ideas are better but, than but others. But if you do get mold, we can help you with that too. We know. All yes, that. that'll be next week's what's in the box. Yes. So let's let's close it out. So, um, are we talking about like uh, conventions and extra life? I think we are. Point? Yep, we're going to talk about that now. Yep. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, we also have some upcoming events coming up. So we're going to talk about those as well. You can find us on the website threadraiders.com. It's still being worked on, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Correct. Right, we so had it's under con- I'm sorry. So we had an old version of the website. We are updating it. All right. Uh, once the threadraiders.com website is all done, we will announce that as well. But keep checking there. And you could find us. All the links will be there for Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Reddit. Did I forget anything? Oh, I'm yeah. Not. We're everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. We're everywhere. Uh, so let's go down the line. Facebook, Twitter, the blog, the Discord. Oh, it's Blogspot, by the way. Um, I have, have a map here in front Twitch, of me. It's extensive. YouTube. <laughs> Let me unfurl this. Tumblr. We've got some upcoming events. I know uh, conventions. I have the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Um, we do live podcasts the last two weekends in June. 
And I know um, Magic and Steel of Steel Empire, we're going to be there doing a live D&D uh, one-shot. Oh, that's awesome. And then there's a bunch of other, and see, you actually came out to one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. There's actually, on oh, Grizz, actually, you came too. I think our first yeah. one. This was the our thing at the comic show. book store last year? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Huge fans. That comic book store is amazing. Yeah. So this will be our third year at there. And I was uh, a pirate. Yes, you were. Eric. You were a very good one. I, it's one of my favorite live shows. Goliath. <laughs> we, um, but that it's a bunch of cool podcasts. If you like podcasts, it's a bunch of shows, not just mine. You know, different shows from all over the Philadelphia area. So for those two weekends, it's, it's Saturday and Sunday, both weekends, the end of June, and some some there's a couple Friday nights as well. And I know we have Gen Con in August. Um, that's going to be in Indianapolis. Yeah, we'll and be. I know. I'm going to be there DMing some games for Cobalt Press. And CA, you're going too, right? Yes, I will be there running around like crazy. Nice. <laughs> and then let's, what other events do we have? I know we have the Extra Life, right? You want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we're doing is a charity event for Extra Life. It is November 3rd. Uh, you can go to the Extra Life website. It is extralife.org, and you can type in Threadraiders in the search box on the top right-hand side, and it will take you to all of our Threadraiders that are going to be participating uh, in the Extra Life thing. We're going to be doing D&D, Vampire Masquerade. We're going to be playing all kinds of video games on the Twitch channel, uh, and it will be live. You can come make donations. We're going to have a lot of interactive D&D games where your donations change the fate of the players, things like that, and all the proceeds go to Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Looking That's forward to fun. That. I like the idea of having stuff change in the game based on you know what people are doing out in chat. That's neat. Yeah, and we're yeah, also going to be doing stuff for Tabletop Day. Um, we're thinking about linking that up also to help with the charity event uh, somehow. We're still working on that. But International Tabletop Day is April twenty ninth. So if you guys want to come hang out, watch us play games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would <laughs> love to have everybody come out and support us. It'd be amazing. And where are they going to support you? On uh, Twitch? Yeah, on our Twitch channel now that's up and running for Thread Readers. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you once again, all our listeners uh, that have taken the time to listen to this inaugural podcast. This will be podcast <laughs> Yeah, we one. did it. Yes. One down. We're doing it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And uh, putting in work. Oh, let's thank our uh, sponsor too. Um, we have a great sponsor that um, is helping out the Thread Readers in general that we've been uh, associated with them from the beginning, right? Yes, from the very beginning. They've been an amazing support system. They're always advertising the Thread Raiders, and I'm looking forward to being a part of their world. And that's uh, Tabletop Loot. Tabletop yep, Loot.com. And they sell all kinds of dice, um, and they're always having new dice on their website all the time, and now they're selling T-shirts, which is they're actually pretty funny. <laughs> you should go check them out. <laughs> Some of them are really Excellent. priceless. All right, so we're going to try to do a a weekly show, so you'll be able to find us. And uh, make sure, if you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to the show so that you will get all the latest shows right to wherever you listen to the show automatically. Yes. Totally. And let us know what you think about it. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Or anywhere else. Or anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Wherever you happen to see us. Facebook. Yeah. Wherever you leave the message, we will find it. (laughs) If you're at CVS... Smoke signals work too. Sure, yeah. I go outside on breaks sometimes. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.